You're listening to Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast. Let's go! Okay, welcome back to the Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast with your host, Scott Poynton, and my man... Cool, welcome along, gang. We're going to be talking about um, the match between New Zealand and South Africa just played uh, on the weekend. And um, what a crazy game that was. Uh, 19-17 to the All Blacks. Um, And to probably summarise it, and a shortest summary ever, um, an aerial assault on the All Blacks. <laughs> what do you think, Felix? Yeah, bombs over New Zealand, right? Jeez, uh, I don't think we've seen anything quite like that, actually. Um, I think all things considered, the boys did well to uh, just handle that immense pressure. We got the W at the end of the day, so I can't complain too much, but... Uh, Interesting brand of rugby selected by the South Africans. Uh, yeah, it was quite boring to watch if you, <laughs> from a viewer's perspective, but really it was a, a tactical genius, um, as we discussed earlier, uh, from their coach. Uh, how do you say his name? Nianba? Nian... How do you say his name? My South African pronunciation is shocking, so I'm not going to attempt. But you're right, like, they've recognised the All Blacks play a really fast-paced game and they've just slowed it right down where even the All Black viewers are getting frustrated. Like, for me, watching yeah. it, I was sitting there going, oh, man, I, I don't like this. Uh, I just want them to win, like, <laughs> at least be 10 points ahead. But to be, you know, it's such a nail-biter, two points in it all the way through. Um, yeah, just had, to, had you on the edge of your seat and was a real, real test. Yeah, so um, just um, in terms of the test, I don't know if you saw some stats during the week, but did you notice the last five games between both teams were decided by two points? That's a really interesting stat. And that's that's why you're the host of the show, Scott. You're dropping <laughs> dimes like you are. <laughs> dropping so dimes, yeah. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, all week I was just looking for little snippets of gold. I was like, Kate, got to remember that stat. Got to remember that one. <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, man, um, in terms of the, the tactics, the interesting one that I was um, saw was um, this sort of midfield bomb that is pretty much a Gary Owen going up. You haven't seen that since Joan Lomer Rugby. I know, right? <laughs> I I think those, those, those rugby fans are for short short memory would probably ro- be rolling their eyes at this brand of rugby but uh, if you, yeah like you said if you can remember back to the days where those area assaults were, were a thing and yeah. you know i think part of the reason why they are a thing is because that aerial contest is still an area in rugby that does need to be cleaned up and because yeah. of that you get some awkward collisions that's why that um that contest between Dwayne Vermaelen and Bowden Barrett just got pinned straight away. It's, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's a great area. That was a legitimate challenge from Vermaelen, but unfortunately the refs just didn't see it that way. And it just leads to coaches being more aggressive and attacking that, uh, that, that part of the game. So <laughs> whether you love the South African tactics or not, the coaches saw something and they, you have to say they pulled it off successfully. Yeah. It was just little minor details that prevented them from uh, getting the W. They played like 90% of a perfect game. So yeah. I'm probably in the minority of thinking that, but um, I tip my hat off to the South Africans. I think generally speaking, that's why we have such massive respect for their style of rugby. Yeah. Well, the question now remains is, are we going to see other countries doing the same thing to the All Blacks? Well, 100%. And that's the problem with being the number one country in the world, um, is everyone is out to attack you. This game between South Africa and All Blacks is going to be the the, the how to frustrate All Blacks 101 template. And you're going from, from now until... The, the next World Cup, you're going to see like little variations of this game. 
whoever it is they just um, they're, they're facing. So um, all I can say is bring it on. Bring it on, Will. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, they still won at the end of the day. They still won. So it's you know it's not going to win you the game, that tactic. You're still going to have to put in the effort and put some pieces of magic together to actually still beat the All Blacks. So. And, and that's, 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 that's the thing. I thought I thought for 70 minutes that was going to be the game plan, and then they're going to go they're going to go hard in the last few minutes of end-to-end rugby. But even when even after Geordie Barrett kicks that uh, kicks that penalty, they still give away possession when they're trailing the game. I thought this is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, talk about commitment to the cause, like. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I I know that they successfully pulled off their, their game plan, but at some point you've gotta reach deep into your bag of tricks and pull something out. So yeah. perhaps they were looking ahead and saying, you know, maybe they're gonna be a bit more experimental in uh, game two. Fingers crossed they do. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can go through another eighty minutes of that. <laughs> Oh, it's nail-biting stuff, eh? I mean, let's be honest. Like, the back three for the All Blacks, when I saw it on paper before the game, I was, like, very comfortable with those selections. Thinking, no, no, I've seen them take some, you know, some high balls, and they're pretty comfortable. But, oh, did they look pretty ordinary under that ball? Um, Even Geordie Barrett, I mean, he probably took, let's say, 60% of his balls pretty comfortably. But even then, he couldn't even handle it. And I was like... Wow, but he made a really interesting comment after the game, saying that Fafter Clerk was, you know, putting you know some some type of awkward spins on all the different types of kicks, so they were actually moving um, quite awkwardly in the air, making it difficult to judge, which is something you don't actually see as a viewer on TV. How yeah. it's actually travelling. Yeah. So I was thinking uh, when he said that, I was like, almost in a position ready to forgive that performance, thinking, oh yeah, okay. I can kind of understand that, um, but the, the the question now is like, what do, how do you fix it? You know, what do you do uh, from the All Blacks perspective or the South African perspective? The All Blacks definitely. The yeah, I mean, it, it, it goes it goes to the whole sort of philosophy that they're, they're playing. Hey, eh? uh, do they pull off a South African? like um, strategic meeting and just say, hey, we're going to rewrite the script almost, play a game that probably no one really wants to wants to play, yeah. but still get still try and get a W. I don't think they, they need to fix too much up. Um, I mean, how critical do you want to be when you still get the, the win? It's like, huh, yeah. There are passages in the game where you thought, okay, the All Blacks are they're, they're building something here. Obviously, yep. Cody Taylor gets that break, uh, leads to the Will Jordan try. Um, and I probably wasn't the only one in New Zealand thinking, okay, here we go, game on. Yeah, here yeah. comes the avalanche, here comes the avalanche. <laughs> and it never came. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh my word. <laughs> um, but not not just that. There, there was also um, what uh, Scott Barrett made a nice clean break in the middle of the field. Couldn't quite link up with the support. And a few phases later, there's a turnover and the breakdown because the South African loose forwards are just dominant in the breakdown. So, how do you maintain possession when the the, the South Africans know precisely when to attack? You know, our our ruck is the weakest when we're trying to get that ball yeah. quickly out of there and credit you know and like some people don't like tj perimash style of player i think that's why he tends to take that extra step back out of the ruck because he knows that those guys are real pests and they're with their hands and everything so yeah um obviously not as quick as aaron smith but i think he was just trying to be secure most of the time and he had to be because they were just they were fighting for every inch in that breakdown um it's, it's a real platform of, the, of an attacking game um, to get that good clean ball out of the break I and mean, we just weren't given that. Yeah, yeah, so, but that, yeah. I hate to be like super critical of TJ, but I think the 
credit to the South Africans but rush defense that was clearly evident in this game which was putting the yeah. offense under a lot of pressure but sometimes you needed um, that little bit extra speed on that pass and that was evident when um, Weber actually came onto the park yeah his pass was a lot more crisper and quicker um, and the other thing that I thought was leading TJ down was some of his passes were not as accurate as they needed to be with that rush defense yeah. they were up high yeah. they were slightly behind and straight away that's putting us on the back foot or you know we got um, runners looking at the defenders instead of actually catching the ball so i felt like there was a lot of errors going on just you know, fundamental errors that we don't normally make but it yeah. was credit to the the defense of the south africans um and i was quite getting quite frustrated because i was thinking why are we continuing with the same game plan and we're not making any ground on it <laughs> yeah. at all. Oh, there's got to be a solution out there, but yeah. um, it, it seemed like no no one was really thinking of it. You know, how do we fix this problem? Because this is not something new. This rush defense, they did it to us. Um, I can't remember when, but it was it was a long time ago. And I remember being you know hot topic. Um, this umbrella defense where they're rushing and closing it in so we can't utilize our wingers and the space which we've been doing pretty much all the rugby championship and having our Lucy's pairing up with our wingers and just yeah. causing absolute destruction down the sidelines <laughs> so yeah. that was quite but, yeah yeah Go. yeah a lot of that is you know not just the good clean ball but the the sort of the deception that happens in midfield that's created by the Havili's and the Rico's of the world, you know, you don't know where that ball is going. Is it going up the back? Is Rico going to make a line break? And it's just that indecision that sucks in that, that, that winger. Um, yeah, unfortunately we just, we didn't get to see any of that because they were so, they were so aggressive with their defense. And, um, like, do, do you, do you tighten things up? Uh, you know, there's there's only so much space if they're going to take away the midfield. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I, I'm sure that they're working on that as we speak. Oh, oh. quick tap. <laughs> Sorry. Quick tap. Let's do it. Okay, um, let's start off with the biggest fail. I've got mine. Should I okay, what's the biggest? <laughs> oh, bro. There's only one biggest fail. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's... Yeah, already we'll say we'll say his last name on three, two, one, Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was so ordinary, eh? That was really unlucky. Um, and did you give him the benefit of the doubt? Like, oh man, the sun's in his eye. Like, <laughs> not even. My initial thought was, oh. what was that kick? Easy. Well, and yeah, he was kind of like circling back. I was like, how are you not a, like you had time to get under the ball? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was what was going on there, <laughs> mate? Oh, oh, George Bridge, unlucky, mate. You are yeah. the unfortunate recipient of this week's quick tap. <laughs> I've actually got another fail. Another bloody deal. No, it was Brody Retallick on when he got penalised for um, obstructing. Oh, the, the slide. That, bro, that was so obvious, eh? Yeah. Like, he looked over his shoulder and then he goes, oh, crap. And then he speaks <laughs> up and, <laughs> and then he throws his hands in the air when the ref blows the whistle. You're like, come on, boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, yeah. Our, our, our big guys didn't have a really good game, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's troop on. So, one of the other points I wanted to talk about was um, uh, I don't want to be critical of the game, but um, Savia's choices when we had our penalties, kickable penalties, and going for the line. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't think they're 100% Savia's choices, man. Bowden Barrett had made up his mind already. Did, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, but then again, should he not be pushing his captaincy on there if he knows it's the right call? You know? Yeah, uh, and that's, you're right, actually. And this is something that I, I, I thought about in real time. I was like, awesome that you've got a core leadership team, but if one guy wants to be aggressive and the other guy wants to be conservative, yeah, you can't just pull out a coin and just flip it on the field, right? Yeah. Well, if they had done their study like we did and we knew the last five games were decided by two points... 
and they could see the way the game was going it was clearly obvious the tactic that south africans are using it was going to be a tight game and they they should have gone for it but in, the, in Adi's defense and the biggest game of things both teams did not give up the dna and the strategy that they came into the game with would you agree with that and yeah. all blacks wanted to play and that was what was that was like towards the end of the first half wasn't it yeah. There was maybe like two penalties and maybe even another one early in the second half where they should, probably should have gone for it. I was thinking, oh, Arty's being a little bit aggressive here. Yeah, what's going on? Um, and then, you know, there was that penalty uh, that they decided to go for. And I thought, okay, they're, they're settling into the game now. They know what's going on. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, he saved himself by changing tactics pretty quickly, though. I know, I know it is easy to say the stuff in hindsight. Um, when you're in the heat of the moment, it's, you know, it's a tough choice. Uh, particularly with the move that's worked for them the whole rugby championship. We've played aggressive all the way through. We've played high pace. Yeah. Why not stick to what we're doing? Um, but I would say after the, the third time, <laughs> well, on yeah. that third occasion where third. Yeah, South Africa, they were geared up to destroy our mall. Every time we got it, they were just staring us right into the sideline every single time and disrupting it. And then some, some, and somewhere in the middle of there, there was an error or, or they drove us out, which just killed the movement. You know, so credit to them. Like again, defense turning into attack. Oh my gosh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right here we go. Oh, got another one. <laughs> oh, cool that um let's talk about um best super sub best super sub yeah. um are you going or am i going or what's going uh, on there i'm gonna go with um malcolm marks but that Ooh. guy came on and he was destructive man he was good over the ball he was a hard runner man yeah he would have been tough at the latter end of the later stages of the game trying to put him down and deal with him yeah. He's another threat at the at the breakdown as well. So even more effort needs to be put into securing our ball and making sure we've got support there. So, yeah. yeah. And and I would, uh, for the exact same reasons, I would go for Patrick Tui-Poloku. I thought, hey, finally, there's some muscle in that in that tight five that we so desperately needed. He made, made some good runs, um, set up a line break. Um, his, yeah, his impact was felt immediately. We needed that physical presence, so pretty much the same reason. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. All right, let's um, let's just touch on some players who um, we think or thought had a good game. Um, so from my point of view, I want to start with Geordie Barrett, probably leaning more towards his kicking. Um, hundred percent, obviously secured that final penalty at the end there. Um, so I mean that pretty much won us the game. Uh, even uh, I must say though, when he did get the ball and he was able to hold onto it, he was actually threatening that line and making half breaks. Or yeah, so his yeah. game wasn't all that bad. If you actually take out trying to you know get the high ball, take that out of his game, he actually played a really solid game and was yeah. one of the key players for me or the more experienced players that actually stood up when you really needed them to step up. Yeah. So kudos to him. Um, have you got anyone on your list, mate, on your radar? Um, yeah, hard to go past Geordie Barrett. He's obviously the man of the moment. Um, so I agree with you there. I'd probably just add our our two flankers and Adi Savier and Ethan Blackadder. Uh, probably, you know, as diabolical as our set piece was and our break then as well as our breakdown those two like really stood out as far as like uh, just trying Definitely. to get a good go forward you know trying to secure that rush you know that wasn't as bad as i uh, was probably making it up to me but uh, yeah valiant effort from those two to just keep us competitive in those breakdowns yeah oh man i was so impressed with ethan blackadder eh? you know for me his effort was just another level he looked like a bloody vet, seasoned veteran out there. Um, he did, I? You know, he didn't skip a beat. Um, and, you know, playing against one of the most physical teams in the world, I was actually thinking to myself, wow, okay, how's he going to handle this? But for yeah. me, he was probably one of our most physical, um, you know, he's all about his action. 
he doesn't say a lot on the field, but yeah. my God, he hits and then just gets up again and goes again, runs the ball, and he's making half breaks or, you know, shrugging one off or getting tackled by another. Yeah. Always getting go forward. Yeah, I was so impressed with him. I was thinking, wow, this guy can play six, seven, and potentially eight if you really needed him to. He's yeah. also a line-out option. If you didn't notice, they were going to him at number two a lot in the line yeah. and he was winning those for us. What an all-round utility player, eh? Yeah, and and you know, I I've, I've always you know me, I've always been a fan <laughs> of the game. Yeah, but more importantly, it's just like you've legit got two workhorses and Adi Flavia and Ethan Blackadder that can pretty much do just about anything on the pitch. Yeah. I'm at the point now of like, oh, it don't really matter who the third flanker is. Um, so long as you've got those two names in there, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. It probably wasn't the type of game that Akira Ioane could like uh, insert himself to. I mean, there was like, yeah, there was some pretty bad handling errors on his behalf. There was that short ball from Retallic that he just dropped cold. There was yeah. also... Uh, Jordy Barrett's attempt to tap down the, the cross kick um, down to him and he you know, couldn't handle that one as well. So yeah. that's just a bit of nerves. You know, he's still technically a, a bit of a newbie as far as like starting in this team and like really asserting himself in that number six jersey, yep. which is probably his biggest test. And most South Africans, are, yeah, they're, pr- they're pretty physically dominating so hard to get some momentum against them Big time. I, i'm gonna um if you don't mind i'm gonna put you on the spot and just set you a little homework um until next week since you're cool. such an ethan blackadder fan <laughs> i think he needs a name for his fan club <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon the blackadder roonies or something no as, it'll be trending on Instagram shortly. Well, you heard it here first, so <laughs> come on, man. We're calling it out. He's going to be one of the greats, and we can be the ones that gave him his name of his fan club. There you go. There's your homework. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, well, you know, just, just, just while we're still on the subject of Ethan Blackadder, like he had some serious doubters in his camp, given that he, like, he struggled in those tests against Fiji. Eh? Like they're another team that are like physically imposing, highly athletic. Yep. Uh, they could do pretty much the same things in the breakdown that the South Africans that can do as far as like disrupting the ball, turning the ball over. But you add, add the fact that they're all incredible ball runners. Like, yeah, that was a tough tough assignment he yeah. obviously had learned from that and he brought his a game against the south africans so i'm tipping my hat off to you ethan blackadder you are definitely uh, one of the first names in my team sheet <laughs> nice nice okay we're going to talk about some south africans as well because obviously it's such a tight game so um on their side for me it's, well, firstly it's got to be faf de Klerk, um just for his execution of the game plan I told you who he was box kicking king. I've, and... I've heard this somewhere before. Is this the Deja Vu? They are called it. No, no, I did my research as well. So <laughs> I caught that from somebody else. But anyway, um, no, his box kicking was the real difference. Because um, I'm going to say this Pollard's kicking was not very good when he got his chances. Nah, it really oh, wasn't. my lord, yeah. Uh, it's particularly that one, I don't if, know if you remember, but they were sort of attacking and they were just behind yeah. their 50. Yeah, yeah. they did. And you just think, what, what was that? Yeah. Uh, but the Clerk, yeah, uh, he probably played a 90% good game. I think when he did try to actually play proper rugby where you're you know, having a few hit-ups and passing out to the back line, uh, again, that showed the real weakness in the South Africans' ability to create at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was just just not getting any go forward. I mean, I don't know if you remember that one where he went down the blind side and I think he, he passed it to nobody and it just rolled out. It was it was pretty ordinary, so I was thinking, yeah, yeah go back to the box kick, lick the All Blacks, make the mistakes, and you guys just hope that you can clean up the mess in the you know, five metres, ten metres to your own goal line and hope for a bit of luck. But, um, yeah. yeah, for me, he played really well and... Um, the number, I think it was six, Smith. 
uh, Craig Smith. Not the real. Not the real. Open side. Might have been open side. Um, let me just check. But anyway, that guy for me, um, yeah, he was a real force. Eh? He was really yeah. showing it when he was running the ball, and man, he was all over those um, rucks and stealing balls and getting turnovers. He was a real pest. Um, he's, he's one of their season bets, eh? I, I don't know how old he is, but he'd, he'd be up there, eh? Yeah, 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 big time. So, now for me, yeah, he had a really good game. Was there anyone for you in the South African team that you thought played exceptionally well? Yeah, um, I've got units of players, actually. And that's to touch on your point about the executing of their game plan. Oh, so, yeah. um, obviously, if that the clerk gets uh, the headlines, but his his box kicks aren't as effective if you don't have uh, two wingers pressuring those box kicks. So, yeah, big ups to their wingers. One of them, actually, by pressuring the try, uh, by pressuring uh, George Bridge, yeah. um, he gets he gets a try. So that's stereotypical of what they were trying to achieve. So, yeah, um, yeah good on... Uh, and Costi, I think his name was. But Pimpy wasn't so bad either. Uh, again, just... Some of those challenges were in the air, and the referent wasn't even calling it, so um, they get away with some of those, but that's okay. Uh, some other guys, another unit in particular that really stood out for me were their locks. Luthi Jaeger and Eben Etzebeth were just yeah. absolute machines, man. Um, completely diffused our lineup. Um, and aggressive in the breakdowns, just let their physical presence known like across the park anyone who wanted to run down their channels was coming off second best <laughs> they were getting turned they did everything that they were asked for and 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 then some so no players in particular they were just like little units of players that worked in tandem that i thought uh just pretty much contributed to the um yeah the success of their game plan execution yeah yeah that's it nice man all right. Um, I think, unless you got anything else you want to add in there, Felix, I think we might work our way into our form fifteen for the week. What do you think? I right, think that's yeah. I think that's yeah. Let's let's get into it. Okay. Let's just take. It's indicative of the type of game that was played yesterday. I don't know what to talk about. No. No, I mean, we haven't even touched on the Aussie and um, Argentinian game. Should we spend maybe like two minutes to five minutes talking about that? Um, I know both of us saw parts of it, so can't comment a lot on it. But well, most of the saw. action was in the <laughs> most of the action was in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, um, Hodge. I think yeah, he should be a starter, not a bench player. That guy just needs time to, to work into a game and find his feet and have a few runs of the ball. Um, we know he's got a massive boot on him and he's built yeah. like a brick house. Yeah. So, you know, he's got to be utilised in a better way than what he is now. Uh, and to add to that, the player that he's replacing in Tom Banks hasn't really stood up and made any notable appearances there. So you're not really losing anything, I feel, by adding and re-hodge there earlier in the game. Yeah. Totally agree, man. Um, Karevi played another massive game from the parts Woo-hoo. I saw. He was just tearing it up once again. Uh, I'm going to say that guy's probably been the form player of the whole tournament so far. The whole competition, eh? Yeah. 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 He has made the biggest impact, and he's just tearing any midfield part apart. Yeah. So he's got to have it for me. Um, who else we got? Uh, did you see much of Quade Coops? He, was, he, he just played another solid game. That's all you want, man. All you know, the, the commentators mentioned it during the game, and it's like he's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to do too much. He's, yeah. just, he's just got that sort of veteran <laughs> poise to him, and he's just letting the game come to him almost. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the Aussies' whole forward pack again carried on the same momentum as last week where they just played with physicality and dominance. Um, yeah. I didn't see them take a step back once again, and they were playing with the pace and skill that you know we saw them pretty much play with. Well, even against the All Blacks, really, 
we know the All Blacks yeah. applied a lot of pressure, and that's where the mistakes came from there. So they're looking like a really quality side at the moment. Um, so yeah, no, not much tactical changes there from my point of view, unless you saw something different. No. Aussies, yeah. No. And the Argentinians, you got to feel for them. But they've been away from their home for, I think I read up to four to five months now. It's a yeah. long time to be away from home. Yeah. Um, they're possibly getting over it after just losing every single game. But um, I don't know. They're still putting up a fight. But yeah, I'm just not sure if they've quite got the the talent they need to to com- compete, um, or they yeah. need to change their tactic because look how much South Africa turned it around just from utilising you know, the skills that they have on the park to their yeah. advantage. Yeah. So one or the other, they're going to have a good hard look in the mirror <laughs> find a way to, to come up with points. They're not, they're not looking as creative as um, historical Argentinian teams, eh? Their backs yeah. are real dangerous and just not seeing that. Do you think that's a result of them... You know, not playing as the Hagawades and, and the Super Comp, and a lot of those players for the Hagawades were actually in the Argentinian team. Yeah, yeah. they had that time to sort of gel eh? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I hope they look into that, and uh, who knows, they might make a return or find a way to, to get these players to gel a, a little bit more and get the combinations going, and yeah. um, you know, really gear up for the next World Cup in two years. Yeah. They'd be disappointed to see them get knocked out early. But, oh, man, these uh, Northern Hemisphere teams are looking pretty dangerous now too. So, <laughs> I don't know. We've got to watch out. Well, I don't know. If the, the current world champions can get over the best, of the, the best of the best that they've got to offer and the British and Irish Lions and both the Australians and the Kiwis can get over the world champions, I know that's a really simplistic way of looking well, at it, but are the Northern Hemisphere teams really that dangerous? I don't know. Okay, you make a good point. I'm just saying that the, the level of rugby is going up and up and up and up, and they seem to be going backwards, so to speak. I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah true. You know, yeah. just, they seem a, bit, a little bit more settled. They get to play with each other week in, week out. Okay. Let's um, shuffle on to our Form 15A. So would you like to lead from the front or should we take position for position? So uh, I can start and then you can name your hooker and then I'll name my Uh, hooker. Yeah, we'll we'll go go to Pat, eh? Yeah, 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 that's that's a good idea, actually. All right. Well, I'll start um, with my one. So I've actually gone for number one, the South African prop, um, Trevor Niakane. Is that you said? Niakane. So, and that was purely based off them just absolutely slaughtering our scrums, yep. making Joe Moody just look like a little boy. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, two early yeah. penalties. Eh? I was like, oh, dude, this guy's going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to make Joe Moody look ordinary, uh, yeah, really good. And uh, was that him that, that was his 50th game or was it the other prop? Nah, the one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so... Good on him. He's had a blinder on his fiftieth. Well done. Uh, assume you don't have any um, disagreement there, Mister Pete. Nah, I'm, I'm happy with that one. All right, hit me with your hooker, man. Ooh, tough one, but uh, top effort, try scorer. Got to go to Cody Taylor, obviously. Yeah, oh, I wrote him down as well. I think he was another big player that stood up for the All Blacks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He made he well he created an opportunity and sealed it away. I mean, gosh, um, it was Will Jordan, right? He was nowhere to yeah. be seen until the last two seconds running through the, between those two players. And then yeah. he had the presence of mind under all that pressure to look for him and then give a perfect pass away. That yeah. is the epitome of a new age hooker. You need to play <laughs> like him if you want to make it to the top these days. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Crazy, crazy. crazy. Okay, uh, I'm going to go to number three. I'm just sticking with Taniela Tupo. I think he's a, he's a weapon, man. And yeah. they're utilizing him to their best advantage. So I'm, I'm happy to stick with him. Any cool. thoughts? I, no, I, I, I love what I've seen from this guy. So yeah. uh, what I saw last night, he was solid. He makes so, it in again. Right. 
Hit me with your is number that three. three. Weeks, before you move oh. on, is that three weeks in a row for him? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Uh, it is, eh? He's on a hot streak. Let me check my records. We should, um, if they make our form 15, like, X amount of weeks in a row, we should, like, send them something in the mail. We'll make, like, a little 15, 15 seconds skit just on that player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we perform it at the end of the party. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, that'd be cool. Well, even if you said something and then they put it on their, like, their social media. I just received this from the Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast. What is this? <laughs> Come hey, on, man. it could be like their hype song, like pre-game song, you know, like, trying to yell it too far, you're so great. <laughs> <laughs> That's some cheesy stuff, man. <laughs> hey, hey, we're working on it, mate. It's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, put that down as the work on for the week. Little jingle. Okay, hit me with your four, bro. Oh man, I'm being greedy here and I'm going for the two for one deal because I mentioned it earlier, the South African locks were just, yeah, all over the place. They're such a crucial part of that South African strategy. Without them, they, yeah, they probably don't do it nearly as well. So both Lud Diega and Eben Etzebeth make my locking pair. I know I'm being greedy, but do you have anyone else to uh, throw in there? I don't think so, man. The more I thought about it, I, I actually wrote down Brody as the number four, but the more I think about it, that locking combo from South Africa, just too good to overlook for them to just yeah. tear apart, apart an all-black team that's just been solid. Um, yeah, they've got to make it. So. Scotty Barrett made a good shout, I reckon. He was going to be my third choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's just like purely based around his running game, right? Because um, mm. even it's a bit, he doesn't really have a, a running game as such. He's just got a physical presence and yeah. dominates those lineouts and set piece. So, and he, I must say, he must be pretty handy in the scrums with him pushing behind you. So if you I'm look at it from sure. that point of view, eh? Hey, yeah. Yeah. If you got enough ball runners around you and game breakers, why not have a few hard wow. workers and physical presence? Yeah. <laughs> you That's can afford it, to man. give one up. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well done. SA. Cool. So moving on to the flankers. Yeah, man. All right. Um, so that was you, me. Uh, I'll do this one since you took over both the locks. Oh, come uh, on. All right, okay. go, go. No, no, fair enough. Okay, okay. No, do, do yours and I'll, I'll jump in if I disagree. Okay. My number six this week is actually Sia Khaleesi. Yeah. Yeah, that guy yeah. who... Um, I know. It seemed like that game plan and strategy actually worked better for him as well. He looked yeah. play a lot better game. He was, I don't know, able to get around the park a lot better. He certainly manhandled TJ Pernara <laughs> yeah. to force that turnover uh, when yeah. it mattered. But yeah, you could see he was really leading from the front this week. And yeah. Again, yeah. another physical presence. And he's a bloody good ball runner, eh? I haven't seen <laughs> a lot of that from him in the rugby championship, but perhaps that's partly because of just the game plan they've been sort of operating with uh, but yeah i don't know number six he's my man sounds yeah. like you got the same yep 100 okay. number seven go for it <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> it's the black adder fan club <laughs> black adder Black Adder! <laughs> oh, there you go! That's, that's trending already, man. Ethan! Black Adder! We need a jingle we can just put anybody's name into. <laughs> Alright, Ethan, just you wait. We'll, we'll make a jingle just for you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, number eight. This was, um, oh, it's contestable, but I've actually gone with, carried on with Artie. Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be in there. Right. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much the same reason as Blackout. It's like, you take those two workhorses off the team and that <laughs> breaks down. Yeah. Just crumble pretty much. So, oh, yeah. In a game like that, of where physicality is the real contest, he still stood out for me. He was still yeah. testing them and he was still giving that, 
get well, showing us that arty leg drive that we love to watch. Yeah, for sure. You know, making some of those sappers just look like schoolboys, which yeah. is hard to do, man. So, arty, my man, he's in there. All right, okay, number nine. This is the hardest decision or hardest position to fill. You get the honours of starting the debate record. All right, my number nine for the week is going to be none other, none other than the Mercurial Faster Clerk. There we go. <laughs> my man, the Faster oh. Club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. There's a jingle in there somewhere, right? <laughs> he must we gotta call him the captain or something, eh? Hello, the captain is speaking. There's... I'm the captain of the ship now. Captain Faf. Man, he, he he just he just played the per, their perfect strategy. You know what I mean? He he rallied the troops, he organized his team, he executed his part of the strategy uh, well yeah. not everyone else in his team did but uh, because of his display he rarely put the all blacks under pressure um not my style of rugby that i like to see but you know when you do your homework and you see some weaknesses and you attack them like fastest work did then you get some stressed out all blacks players so well done fastest work <laughs> My man. Awesome. Okay, well, let's go to number 10 then. Oh, who you got for uh, 10, mate? <laughs> this is an interesting one. Uh, I've just gone with Quaid. Yeah. The uh, Aussies have just yeah, played another solid game. To be honest, like I mentioned already, Andre Pollard played very ordinary, very average. Uh, Bodie probably struggled to stand out in this game um, or couldn't because of the defense, so they really, um, I don't know, uh, isolated or what's the word I want to use? Shut down that that, that risk or the body risk. Yeah. That he brings with threat. Yeah, so, no. Quade Cooper, Mr. Consistent. That's three weeks in a row, so he gets a jingle. Woohoo! Hey. Cooper, he's our man. He can't do it. No one can. <laughs> about that <laughs> no, I like it. okay, I like it. okay. Um, all right bro let's move on uh, let's go to number 12 I think we're both like we're pro fucked on Samu Karimi this guy yeah. a lightning Easy. in the bottle man this guy just he can do it all mean passing mean running great on defense and like he's just not forcing his hand but when he does, he makes these positive plays that just yeah. builds momentum for the for his team. So uh, he's another one that'll be getting a jingle real soon. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna give us a preview or <laughs> <laughs> what runs with Karevi? Samu, Samu, the nah man, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, let's put that one yeah down as the workshop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thirteen. I found this one really difficult. Um, you might think differently, and it might be might be partly because I didn't catch a lot of the Aussie games, so I can't comment on the thirteen for the Aussie. Um, I've just literally stuck with um, Rico. Oh, and that's purely based off um, previous form. <laughs> previous form? What about last night form? I, I, in my head, I don't, I don't remember seeing him anywhere. <laughs> to be honest, so, <laughs> it's a really crap pick. So maybe you can just, you know, steer the ship in the right direction here. Yeah, I, I don't think. Any any of our centers, well, I think the best the best twelve in that game, the best midfielder was um, Dialende, but he didn't do anything besides tackle well, get turnovers, 
he plays more like a loose forward than he did um, a centre. But I think for the second week in the row, I'm going to have to go with the Australian youngster, uh, Lee Nikisau, who's just, again, he's paired really well with um, um, our man, Samu Karebi. Uh, it just seems like they, they just feed off of each other. When one goes for a mean line break, the other one's doing another one a few phases later. Um, I think they, they've, they've uncovered a special talent in this guy, and he's just, he, uh, he's, he's, he's a special talent. So, one to watch out for. It could tell. Looking forward to his jingle. All right, let's carry on. Nice. I'll actually put him down. I better write it down before I forget. Check it out. Okay, number 11. Uh, I guess it's me. Uh, again, I found this one very difficult because, like we already talked about, the All Blacks were put under pressure and they made our wingers look very average. Um, even the South African wingers, you talked about them playing their, the right strategy and fulfilling their their duties, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> and then I've just gone with Marika Kurabeti <laughs> out of nowhere. On the left wing. Okay, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, hey, look, that guy's playing solid at the moment. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't say he's not. They're, that whole Australian backline is just yeah. They're on another level, a level they've never been been to before. But um, I've gone with him. So tell us, who have you gone with? Um. I, I wasn't expecting that pick, but I, I kind of like it. I'm actually not going to debate you on that one. Oh, sticking with Kodabiti. We'll, we'll leave him in there, I reckon. Okay. All right. Number 14. Same as before. Here we go. You, you got the first pick. Oh, now, probably not the most popular pick, but I've gone with Will Jordan. Here's why. He, hey. <laughs> yeah, scores the crucial try that's typical of his game game style, supporting supporting um, line breaks. But he, yep. he just he kept he kept looking for work as well. Sure, you can criticise him for his um, his aerial abilities. They need to improve. He's still young. That'll come in time. Uh, but he's just a positive player that wants to keep pressing for more tries, and he didn't give up. So uh, you, you need those kind of players who, in a flash, can just switch into attacking mode and dot down and the one opportunity that you're going to get. So for me, Ooh, it is Mr. Yeah. Will Jordan. Wow. Will Jordan, okay. Well, I actually went with um, Andrew Calloway. Oh, yeah, he's decent. Oh, so he scored a try in the weekend. Yep. He carried 11 times and made 109 metres. He's beat five defenders, made three clean breaks, four passes. I think that is a pretty well-round game um, from, I guess, a winger who have been sort of watching since he played the All Blacks and stood out two games there, but hasn't really done anything amazing since, but that seems like a good day at the office to me. Uh, from a work perspective, <laughs> not bad. However, I didn't wa I didn't watch the game, and I don't know if you did to back it up because I wasn't. I couldn't really see obviously what he's done outside or, um, you know, off the ball. But I didn't see uh, his I, li I like your point around scoring when it matters. When your chips are down and you got one opportunity and you got to take it. Will Jordan. There you go. I, I'm, I'm going to keep him in there, to be honest. Because I've got no justification if I didn't actually watch the game. <laughs> I'm going based on stats alone. <laughs> All right, 15. Uh, you get... Oh, do I get to finish this off? That's yours, mate. And I don't think you're picking anyone else. Except for Jordy Barrett. Barrett. Ba Barrett. Barry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> oh, that's a bitch jingle tonight. That's... Come on, guys. Give me some oh, love here. Think of the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say, gonna take my kicking down to Z. Uh, we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> oh, hey, I like where we're going with that. We just use like old school theme songs. Yeah, man. Come on. All right, is that our homework this week, then? All right, fans, here's a question for you. Who's a player that you guys want to hear us do a jingle about? Most votes win, and uh, we'll get back to you shortly. What do you reckon, Scotty? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, let's do it. All right, Um, so should we recap? Yes. Okay, recap. All right, number one, we've got our South African number one, uh, Nia Kani. Gosh, I hate trying to say that name. Number two, Cody Taylor. We've got three, Taniela Tupo. We've got four, Ibn Itzabit. Five, Lude Diego. And I just want to say, he actually just came in from injury. Yeah, man. He's been away. So what a return. What an impact. Um, number four, we've got Sia Khaleesi. Seven, Ethan Blackadder. Sorry, Hoops. Just didn't quite stand out this week. He almost had a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a jingle. I was trying to think of one. No, nah, he doesn't make the cut. He doesn't get one. He yeah, doesn't he doesn't get one. one. Doesn't get one. Okay, okay. Number nine, Bath de Klerk. Number ten, Quade Cooper. Eleven, Marika Koropiti. Twelve, Samu Karevi. Thirteen, we went with uh, what's Ikatel's first name? Len. Pete. Len, Len. Ikatel. Uh, 14, we've gone with Will Jordan, and then 15, Geordie Barrett. What a squad! What a squad! <laughs> now, this whole show is going to be out about jingles. The jingles we can make up mid show. Well, that, maybe that's the challenge. We've got 30 seconds to come up with a jingle <laughs> and nail it. I like where this is going, man. <laughs> well, we've got to hit the sheds ourselves now because we've got obviously got some brainstorming to do. Hey, we can do it, man. Let's do, do it. it. All right, have you got anything else to add? No, man, happy with that. Uh, pretty, we fired through that analysis. It was one of the more fun ones we did. But uh, yeah. yeah, tune in next week for uh, game two of All Blacks V. That's the one, and we'll be um, looking at setting up some social media soon to watch that space um, on all your usual platforms Facebook, Instagram, what TikTok. Else is that? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we do need a TikTok after this. Um, so, yeah, look out for that space, and we'll announce it um, hopefully on our next podcast some more details. So, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Over and out. Peace out.